Welcome to Fire Talk Radio, teaching the unfiltered Word of God with the anointing of His Spirit, with subjects on eternity and the choices we make that determine our eternal destiny. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Fire Talk Radio. I'm really glad you joined me tonight, whatever part of the world you're listening to me from. I'm so glad that you're here. I am tonight, I'm going to be continuing my series called The Believer's Authority. Excuse me. (laughs) Had a tickle in my throat. It's pollen season. So if I have to jump to a song any second, you know why. It's because I don't want to cough in your ear. (laughs) Tonight is going to be part... This part, let me check the part. It's part nine. And I'm going to, first I wanted to say that I have um, this past February 14th celebrated two-year anniversary of Fire Talk Radio being on the air. I'm really excited. I give glory to God. And I also thank all of y'all for being my listeners, whether you just started or if you've been faithful from day one. And I'm really grateful that You've made me a part of your life. Glad that you're here with me. I'm going to go to a song or two, and then I'm going to be back starting with uh, the lesson for tonight. And I'll talk to you soon.
comments and opinions expressed during Blog Talk Radio commercials and ads do not necessarily reflect that of myself or my Christian beliefs, especially the new ads promoting the consumption of alcohol. Welcome back. <laughs> I'm going to get right into the message today, tonight, whatever part time zone that you're in. Just continue tonight in tonight's episode with how to, what we need to do in order to take our authority in Christ. Number one is surrender to God completely. There may be areas in your life that is are hard to give to God completely. For example, maybe there's a a wound there in your heart, like a, a hurt, a past hurt that somebody hurt you really bad and, and you closed it off and you didn't want to deal with it because it's too painful. Well, you need to surrender that to God completely because he knows how to heal that wound and he knows exactly what you need and it might not be as bad to go through as you may think. It might not be as hard because he gives us, he can give us joy to 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 heal that. He can do whatever, it is, exactly what we need. So we need to surrender completely to God, surrender every area of our life, the good, the bad, the ugly, no matter what it is because God sees it and knows it anyway. So every area in my life I need to give to God, whether it's good, bad, indifferent, or just frustration, or if you need to complain about something, just complain to God. And, and of course, you know, because or just talk to him like you would a friend because he is your friend. He's a friend who sticks closer than a brother, and he wants to hear what you have to say. He wants you to talk to him first before you call your best friend on earth or, you, you know, that you would talk on the phone to. You you got a twenty four seven hour hotline with God. He's there whenever you need him at all hours of the day. So, and he's happy to hear from you. And would love to hear from you. So surrender every area of your life to God. And another thing that we need to do is follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. And this is in you know if you feel if you feel you don't have a complete direction on something on a, on, a, on a situation, pray, wait. If you have a check in your spirit about it, if you don't have a peace, then maybe that's not something you're supposed to do. And always, like for example, there is this person. He would always take a certain way to work every single day. And they just had a feeling that they should turn, instead of turning right like they did every day, they had the feeling they should turn left. So they turned left and they didn't even question it, nothing like that. They just went ahead and did it because they'd taken this part of their life where they just know that the Holy Spirit knows what's right. And so we need to follow the holy, the leading of the Holy Spirit in all areas of our life, no matter what that case, no matter what that situation is. You may feel led to give something away 
to somebody. You may even feel led to pay groceries for somebody in the line behind you at the store. So whatever it is that the Holy Spirit is asking you to do, is prompting you to do, and it's not always in a still, small voice. It can be an impression. As long as it lines up with the Word of God, you know, God is not going to tell you to go and murder somebody. He's not going to tell you to go and steal something from somebody because that goes against his word. So as long as it lines up with the word of God, then you'll know it's his voice. And the more word that you have in you, then the more you know that you're following the true voice of God. Speaking of the word, we need to use the words of our mouth. So I set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life that you may live. When we speak the word of God, we are speaking God's will, and we are speaking as if we're speaking like God is speaking because it is God's word, so it's God speaking through us. And when we speak that word, then it comes to pass because God's word is not um, it's not void. It, it always produces. Faith has to be grown inside each individual. When when a babe in Christ, they can they they try to babes in Christ. You know, people have just been saved, and maybe not not very long. They try to write off of someone else's faith until they get their own, and that's okay uh, for a little bit. But then after a while, we have to be weaned and learn to write on our own faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And faith also is an action. So the faith that we have is also has has to be acted upon. So it says in the book of James, it talks about the, um, it telling us about uh, um, having faith. Um, show me your faith and I'll show you faith with action. Let me go look it up before I misquote it here. But he's talking. He talks about faith and and uh, also corresponding actions. Because we can say that we have faith for something, but unless we unless we actually um, unless we actually do something, then uh, to go with that to prove that we're because God God is pleased by faith. Um, it's impossible to please God without faith. So, okay, show me your faith without works. So basically, works is a is a verb, is an action word. And in I'm trying to make sure I have the right version, I prefer the King James version. It's not always easy to read, but it's a it's a better. Uh, it's a more accurate translation. Other ones may be easier to read, but not as accurate. So it's it's actually in the book of James, uh, chapter 2. And it is, uh, you can all you can read it from 14, verses 14 through 26. But basically he's talking about, in here it says... Um, But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by...
by my works. So he is talking, that is uh, chapter 2, verse 18, James 2, 18, chapter 18, I mean, <laughs> chapter 2, verse 18. So having having the works with it is also very important. I'm going back to my notes. As I said before, I do many, many things at once when I am doing a when I am doing a show. I look up scriptures and I I I prepare my notes and then I look for the I cue the songs and I try to get the right the right screen to show up to the right part. So. Uh, while I'm looking these up, if you have any prayer requests, feel free to to email me at firetalkradio2, that's the number 2, at yahoo.com. That is firetalkradio2, the number 2, at yahoo.com. And feel free to call 24-Hour Prayer Line, which is one 800 Right now, I think it's one eight seven seven eight five seven four eight three seven. The one eight seven seven river. So don't drag off of someone else's faith and be a weight. As it was saying, don't fight off of someone else's faith because we need to to have actions. Really, really good prayers because these are the word of God to pray. Are the called Pauline prayers, and then um, these are ones that uh, Paul prayed for those in uh, Ephesus. I don't even know if I said that right, but <laughs> okay. So they're in Ephesians one seventeen through twenty three, Ephesians three fourteen through twenty one. Colossians 1, 9 through 14. We need to build each other up in the Word of God so that we edify each other and help each other to grow in in the Lord. And for the men of the family, uh, as the head of the household, when, when when you pray with your wife and praying together, don't do all the praying. Let her do some of the praying as well. And that way... You're edifying each other and building each other up as well. And use the words of your mouth, as I said earlier, especially scripture. And speaking words of life and not death. Expect God's power to back your authority. So after declaring the word of God and walking in the spirit, when speaking forth the word of God, Something will happen by the Spirit of God. If nothing happens, it will be really shocking, because the Word God God always backs up His Word uh, with signs following. The Word of God works authority in the Word, and the Word will not return void. Let me read that again. Word works authority in the Word. And word will not return void. Will accomplish exactly what it's intended to do. When you minister on miracles, expect God to show up in power. 
preach miracles and healings, expect miracles and healings to happen. Whatever you preach on, demonstrate it and watch God show up and do the work. I remember when I was ministering to somebody, I was out and I was doing some witnessing. You know, I was with some people and we were praying for different people and all of a sudden I felt the lay hands on them, they had come with a cane, and I felt to lay hands on them, and it rose up in my spirit. Uh, silver and gold have I none, yet uh, what I have I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up, rise and walk. And the amazing thing is, I got up maybe four or five words, and they started to quote the same scripture. So. And then they they got the the, the power you could, the the anointing fell and they they got up they stood up and they walked they were a lot stronger. So the whatever we preach on, you know, we need to demonstrate it, and that's how we demonstrate it by by following it with something with to demonstrate as I just as I just talked about. Because the pressure is not on you or me when we preach. Because uh, we are not a performer, we're a minister. You are not a performer, I'm not a performer. We are ministers. The pressure is on the word. We are not a performer of power. The Holy Ghost is, is the one who, who has the power. He is the one who who has the power. And if if you step over into the realm of the performer of power, then you will step over into familiar spirits. Basically, if you're trying to be a performer and somebody's, you know, maybe you have the gift of prophecy, maybe you're just developing it, and or you're just one day you feel like you have to always always have a word for somebody because you have that pressure. The only thing is, if you try to make things happen or try to kind of read people's mail, so to speak, then you can tap into the familiar spirit and the the dark side of it. Because the familiar spirit, what a familiar spirit is, it's familiar with all of your ways. That's when they talk about they're trying to do seances and things like that, bring people supposedly back from the dead. Well, when you're dead, you're dead, um, and um, what comes back is a, the familiar spirit that was associated with that dead person so that they're able to come back, and they know everything about that person, so you think automatically it's them. Well, it's not as a demon, because it's appointed to what, for once, for a man to die once, and or to live once, to die once, and then the judgment. So that may have been paraphrased, but I think you get the get the point there. If you give yourself over completely to the Lord and be Holy Spirit possessed, controlled, and filled, surrender to God and expect God's power to back up your authority. We are authorized to command authorized to command demons, authorized to command the weather, and I'll be getting into more of that later, uh, along in the lessons that come up. 
but we're, we're authorized to command, period. God gave, God gave commands. Jesus gave commands, and the disciple, disciples gave commands. Follow line of authority. If you line up with God, line up with his word. In the, in the beginning was the word, and the word was. And by the way, if you look at the in Genesis, you'll see, and God said, and God said, and God said, and God said, and it keeps going for quite a few verses, and God said, and quite a few, and it is, that's his, that's how he produces things, that's how he that's how he works, and God said, so we you know, need to line up with his word. God has always been the word, so when you speak the word of God, you are speaking forth the word of God. From the very beginning, the word has always been him and been with him. Everything we do and say lines up with the Bible. It must line up with the Bible. As I stated earlier, and can't emphasize enough, God is not going to tell you to go commit a crime or even if you think you saw an angel appear to you or something or somebody appear to you. And if it doesn't line up with God's word and it tries to get you to worship it, don't do it. You can expect whatever you need, it will flow through you. Just like in the book of Acts, chapter 3, verses 1 through 10, you can read about the story there. Peter did not give a suggestion. He gave a command when he told the lame man by the gate beautiful to rise and walk. He took him right He took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and the man gained strength, and he walked. Peter didn't, didn't suggest it. He commanded it. Peter had strength, authority, and boldness. Peter recognized his authority. And here's a man, the apostle, disciple of Christ, disciple of Jesus, who, unfortunately, on the night that Jesus was betrayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, Peter, later on, was so afraid, and he, he denied that he even knew Jesus. And he had, he had earlier told, told Jesus he would he would fight to the death for him, and and he would follow him anywhere, and he would, even when Jesus told him he would betray him, he said, oh, no, I'll never do that. And he betrayed him, and he he wept bitterly. It just broke his heart that he did that. But Jesus, thankfully, had prayed for him to to recover and be restored from that sin. And it happened, and then it happened later on when Jesus restored him and asked him when he saw him on, after uh, when he cooking the fish on the sea uh, uh, side of the sea. Uh, Simon, do you love me? He says, Yes, you know I love you. And he says, if you let me feed my sheep, and he did this three times, and he was restoring him back and uh, reaffirming 
his his love and forgiveness. But this is the man, this is Peter who denied him, who when you think about it, somebody with strength, authority and boldness is not easily afraid and if they are they overcome that fear with the strength and grace of God and the power of God. This was, uh, Peter denied Jesus before the day of Pentecost. But on that day of Pentecost, that you can read about in the Acts chapter 2, uh, Acts verse 1 and 8 says, and you shall receive power. Why, that's chapter 2. It says, um, let me go look it up, actually. But it talks about, see, this was, this was a, a strength power that he had he had he had gotten through the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Says and it says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. He, uh, Peter was there on the day of Pentecost. He received power when the Holy Spirit came upon him. And he was the one who ended up teaching the Pentecost, the message on the Pentecost that brought thousands of people to to, to, to Jesus. So there was quite a transformation place in Peter's life. So from denying somebody to, after the baptism of the Holy Ghost, having strength, authority, and boldness. And Peter recognized his authority. It was not until Peter commanded it with authority and action to lift the man at, at the gate up, that it happened. There was not one one bit of doubt in Peter that this would indeed take, faith, take place. As I stated earlier, faith with action is the you know, corresponding action uh, demonstration, as I spoke of earlier, and also... Um, so believing for that to happen you, you can't afford to be a performer but a minister of the holy spirit who will hit the nail on the head every single time when you read of great men and women of faith you read things they did and how they operated in the holy spirit and it is amazing when you read all the things that people have done, leading millions to Jesus, having mass crusades, wonderful healings, and this is this is because this is because of of the faith that they had, and also allowing the Holy Spirit to work through them, but also because they knew their authority in Christ. People being called into morgues to raise dead people. 
authority doesn't come from reading scriptures at all. It takes more than reading the word of God and praying for hours. Type of authority, the type of authority that the apostles had and the great men and women of faith, past, present, and future, had and will have, all depends on the type of of their relationship with the Holy Spirit. God the Father was related to the Son, Jesus. They are one. In the book of John, uh, chapter 17, in all of his agony in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus prayed for you and me. You must develop a relationship with God. You and I must develop that relationship. Don't allow the flesh to rule and evil to reign. Let authority of Christ rule and reign. Until you exert dominion over your flesh, you will never walk in authority. Some are bound, not because they are evil, but because they are bound in the flesh realm. I will be right back after this little uh, commercial. Do you have the call of God on your life and are interested in attending Bible college? Check out the following websites of three awesome colleges. I went two years at these colleges, and they are awesome. RiverBibleInstitute.com RiverSchoolOfWorship.com RiverSchoolOfGovernment.com Scholarships are available. Tell them you heard about it on Fire Talk Radio. They also have a river Bible in in Spanish as a Bible Institute in Spanish as well now. So get back to my notes here. If you want to walk in spiritual authority, exercise it in your own life and also before you do it over others. So we need to exercise that spiritual authority in our own life. Over, uh, we need to exercise authority over our flesh and, and walk in the spirit. And also to exercise in our own life, like uh, cast, cast, um, laying hands on ourselves and commanding that sickness to go. And digging wells deep, deep, deep within us. Because unfortunately, there is coming a time of great dryness. And you will have to have a well in yourself so you can drink. And to be called to to do, in order to be called to do what God has called you to do, you must drink from that well, but also disperse it Allow God to use you to disperse that well, rivers of living water inside you, to world, a lost and dying world, 
who knows, you may start a church where you are, uh, maybe you're called to business, maybe you're called to government, whatever it is, that call is specifically for you, tailor-made for you and your life and the reason that you were born. And whatever city or county, a country you are in, refreshment, refreshment must come, must not come from that place but by the well that is dug deep within you, that well, that river, that that well that's dug by relationship and time and effort with God. So relationships are built with time and effort. If you see somebody you like to, you want to get to know them better as a friend or even maybe as a boyfriend or girlfriend, you're interested in them or even just interested as a friend or whatever the case may be, you put time and effort, you make the time to be with them. You make the time to go out, you make the time to call and and talk with them. So we need to make the time and put the time and effort into building a a a deep relationship with God. And finally, closing up here, in closing of this here, is in the realm of the spirit, there are no quick drills like in third world countries where they you know, they drill uh, that well pretty quick because there's need for clean water. But in the realm of the spirit, there's no, no quick drills. Effort, time and uh, are the right choices is to dig deep into the things of God. Same way with Moses and Abraham got the well, they got, uh, and Isaac got the well, they dug the wells. But it took effort and time. It, they didn't dig a well overnight. Their wells were really, really deep. And it didn't take them, um, you know, just a couple of, uh, using a shovel and digging out for like five, ten minutes, an hour, a couple of hours. It took a long time to dig those wells. So we just need to remember it's not going to happen overnight, but to take, make the effort to build a deeper relationship with God, even if you just read your Bible for 15 minutes, let's just start out with, or pray for 15 minutes, or worship for 15 minutes. It's a start. And in order to also, as I started at the beginning, surrendering all to God, if we want to walk in our authority, we need to drop our addictions and and the other things in our life that are holding us back. And we need to command and we need to back it up. Anything less than that is a death sentence for us. Because you can't fake it out there. Relationship is everything, especially with the Holy Spirit. Some people may die a martyr's death, but some may die a tragic death if they try to be a performer instead of a minister with a personal relationship with Jesus. 
So make every effort and attempt to put the time in to form an intimate bonding relationship with the wonderful person of the Holy Spirit. End of this lesson for now, for this week anyway. Next Saturday, uh, I'm going to bring it back at the usual time, which was 8 o'clock, the Believer's Authority at 8 o'clock, and then I'm going to be continuing the 12 Pillars of My Foundation at 8 o'clock on Friday. And this coming Wednesday, I'm going to be replaying, re-uploading, and playing Jesus, the Ultimate Healer. It's going to be part five. I started that in 2014 in in August. It's uh, based off of Christ the Healer by F.F. Bosworth. And, of course, the um, Bible. I want to let you know that if nobody has ever told you that God loves you, has a great plan for your life, I'm here to tell you right now, God loves you. Have a wonderful plan for your life. If you were to die today, do you know for sure, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that you would go to heaven? If you're not sure, I want to let you know that the Holy Bible reads, we've all sinned, fallen short of the glory of God, and the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So if you want to make sure you're going to go to heaven, just mean it with your heart. Repeat after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me and cleanse me. Set me free. Jesus, I believe that you died for me. I believe that you rose from the dead and that you're coming back again for me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Give me a passion for the lost, a hunger for the things of God, and a holy boldness to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm saved, I'm born again, I am forgiven, and I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. I forgive everyone who ever hurt me. Jesus, fill me with your peace, your joy, and your love. Amen gives me the greatest pleasure to tell you that if you prayed that prayer and you meant it from your heart, heard you, he he has forgiven you of all of your sins. Right now, heaven is rejoicing on behalf of you saying that prayer. God loves you so much. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He has a wonderful, wonderful plan for your life. And I believe that you're going to see that plan fulfilled. And right now, 
there's someone, I can see someone in the spirit who is listening from either a jail cell or prison cell. And it's, you're listening, you're wondering, can God use me after all the bad and evil I have done? Can God forgive me? Can God really, really use me? Will he even want someone like me? Friend, the answer is yes. God loves you so much that he revealed to me where you are right now so that you would know that his answer is yes, son, daughter. I can use you no matter what your past sins were. Jesus came and he took upon all of our sins and he he took upon the sins and then that that and that's that then he was crucified. He took upon all our sins, our sicknesses, our diseases, our shame. He nailed it to the to the cross. I mean, because he became that sacrifice. He took away he he's giving you the option to choice to choose him. And if you didn't pray along when we were praying when I was leading in the prayer because you're feeling that you can't be used by the Lord because of your past mistakes, then I I want to encourage you to to repeat the prayer again, to ask Jesus in your heart, and maybe you're, you can't rewind this, so if the other listeners will bear with me, this is just for you listening from that behind bars to say dear Lord Jesus come into my heart forgive me of my sins wash me cleanse me set me free use me forgive me of my sins help me to help others find you in the name of Jesus I am forgiven, I am forgiven, I am forgiven, and God is going to use me. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. God revealed you to me because that's how much he loves you. And I'm excited about that. And I I feel at peace about it. I'm happy, happy, happy for you. You go out there, tell tell the world about Jesus, how much he loves them, and how much he loves you. I'm going to pray for you all real quick, and then I'm going to cut into a song. I did did make this time for an hour, give or take a few minutes here or there. So I just wanted to tell you all that um, I love you and it's been a while since I've been on here live but I'm glad you're able to join me tonight and and Father God right now I just thank you that there's no distance in the spirit, uh, in the realm of the spirit there's no distance, there's no time I thank you that you just bless 
those at the sound of my voice, keep them far from danger, keep them far from evil and sickness and despair and sadness and bondage and poverty. Lord, bless them. Send Christian effective laborers, witnesses to their path to raise them up and to minister to them. I thank you that you encamp about them as a wall of fire. I thank you that your angels are, are also encamped by them, <clears throat> that they shall bear them up in their hands, lest they dash their foot against the stone. You're so awesome, God. I thank you that you re- I release your healing anointing from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet. I thank you that you're the mender of the brokenhearted, that you that you bind up the wounds. I thank you that every demonic assignment, every demonic attack against these people is broken in the name of Jesus. It has no power. I render it harmless and ineffective in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, that your fire, the fire of the Holy Ghost, is, a, is there right now in the name of Jesus, your manifest glory, your anointing. You're so awesome. You're so good. I thank you for meeting everyone under the sound of my voice, pointing their need, giving them peace, joy, love, everything they need. That only you know what they need. You're so awesome, God. You're so good, you're so kind, you're so loving, and you're so, so beautiful. I thank you for this opportunity to minister to your people, Lord. Give you all glory, honor, and praise. I thank you that it is done by the power of the blood and the name of Jesus. Amen. I want to let all y'all know, I love you. God loves you. God has a great plan for your life. You are accepted in the beloved. If he, if he were to look in a crowded room, you'd be the only one he saw. You're the apple of his eye. He's enthralled with your beauty. He may say, me, beautiful. You are beautiful to him. Until we meet again, know that you are loved by God. I love you. God loves you. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand envelop you in his love.
just want to praise you and lift my hands to say I love you you And I exalt your holy name. I exalt your holy name. I exalt your holy name on Yeah. 